The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. and rumors galore my problem with the harry potter series we've got a poll question about movies you used to like but don't anymore and from the archives we have like five six seventeen movies to talk about we've got a lot going on today he's johnny lightfoot i'm austin horton it's the movie zone welcome back johnny did you have a good memorial day i did man i didn't do much i just kind of hung around you know did uh, actually i did some cleaning believe it or not as did i did yeah. you good yeah I, I think that people ought to often try to do so many activities in a weekend holiday that they don't enjoy it and honestly i can't think of any more any better a way to pay tribute and honor those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice than to just veg out in their honor because that when they were out fighting those wars yeah where would they have liked to be at, at home. home on the couch doing nothing you're right and doesn't it seem like typical memorial day week at least in the past everybody tried to cram an entire summer into a weekend yes that's absolutely you know right, yeah. you've got the whole summer still to do stuff come on well kind of it's a, it's a weird summer it is a weird around. summer but you know you can still get out and do some things you can go for a hike you can go for a hike although my goodness the hike uh, trail the the popular hiking trail by my house was jam-packed yeah over the weekend just I, it looked like a la freeway at rush hour we uh we went we we're kind of in the market for housing right we're looking for a new place to build a house okay and we kind of went up on the corner canyon area and was looking around there and i'll tell you that was jam-packed with mountain bikers i don't know if you've ever been up in that area or not but wow it's like everywhere you look there's people on mountain bikes you will not have privacy over there johnny lightfoot that's okay i don't need (laughs) privacy (laughs) they can look if they want (laughs) is that your policy you know what uh, yeah sure why not (laughs) all right uh we've got a lot to talk about today we've got a bunch of movies news and rumors as things continue to heat up uh as covid melts away quote unquote yes hopefully fingers crossed well it's getting a lot better yeah you know it's uh we're not out of the woods but it's getting better I i feel like we're just starting to turn the corner yes maybe we've reached the corner now we gotta turn the corner we are escaping the witch's house, Hansel and Gretel are running away. They're, they're not completely out of the woods. You can still see the house in the distance. You can still smell the candy. you got to find the breadcrumbs, though. But it's getting To closer. find your way home. We're yeah. getting closer. <laughs> All right. Uh, but before we dive into that, uh, I did have a Sunday poll question okay. that I sent out there. Uh, and this week's question was about The Borrowers. Do you know that movie? I do know that movie, yes. 1997, John Goodman, Jim Broadbent, Mark Williams, and Flora Newbiggin. 46 votes is all we got. But, Johnny, I am barely still undefeated. Ooh. 52% say good. 48% say bad. That that number's getting a little more even, isn't it? Getting (laughs) close, getting close. But the reason that I shared that movie is because mostly Jim Broadbent, who plays the father of the little borrowers. Yep, yep. He he is a professor so-and-so, can't remember his name, (laughs) in the Harry Potter movies. That uh, specifically, he has a big role in the Half Blood Prince movie. Are you talking about the guy who plays Snape? Nope. No, that's Alan Rickman. Right. Which guy are you talking about? Oh, 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 oh. What is his professor name? Uh, Hold on. I've got to look it up here. I'm totally spacing. He's the one that. uh, You're talking about the guy who turned into a chair. I don't know. Maybe. Tom Riddle has a book 
And, and the memory, he is, this guy has altered the yes. memory. Yes, yes. What is his name? Um, Let's see. Jim Broadbent. Oh, man. Harry Potter. Professor. Live radio at its finest. <laughs> uh, Slughorn? Yes, Professor Slughorn. Professor Horace Slughorn. Yes. That was him. Horace. Well, the reason I bring that up is he's a terrific actor. I, I like him a lot. Have you ever seen Hot Fuzz? Oh, are you he's kidding me? Fuzz. He's a good, he's a, he's a funny guy. I love all those films, man. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, yep. At, uh, not, I was going to say At World's End, but uh, it's not no. At World's End. It's, uh, what, what, what do I think? I'm spacing on the name now. It's the one where they have to go to all the bars and it's the end of the world. I don't know that one. Oh, we'll come back to that. Uh, the end of the world? Is that the end? Of the name of the movie? I don't know. Uh, this is the end. Hold on. <laughs> Get him to the Greek. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> but anyway, he was. Uh, While well, you look that up, he was in a movie that I unfortunately was watching a little bit of on Sunday, so I threw him in there on the poll question. But the movie I was forced to sit and watch was Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, which I, uh... if I'm not mistaken, was the not the last, not the second to last, but third to last movie. So yeah, the book half, six. The Half Blood Prince was book six. Book seven was split into two movies, seven and eight. Yeah. So yes, book six. So movie six. Movie six. Book six. Uh, I hate those movies. I can't believe that. First of all, the, I think they shot them in the dark because you can't see a dang thing. Well, you have to put sports mode on on your TV, it's man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you got to put, always put sports mode on. Why why making a why making a movie so dark that I can't see what's on the on the screen? <laughs> Turn a light on before you hit action on that camera. Dramatic effect. Uh, and it just I also I read the first 3 books as a as a child and after I finished the third book went I just read the same book three times. So you did. Sor- I'm out. You did Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, and Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes, sure. Okay. So and they each get progressively bigger. Of course, as she goes. Then the fourth book, The Goblet was of Fire, as big as the Bible. That's my favorite book. And I was like, not the Bible, the the the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> uh, and uh, well, whether the Bible's your favorite book or not, Johnny, you're the Bible's favorite person. How about that? But my name is. Johnny? John. Oh, John, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's not my name. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, but uh, I read the first three books and went, ah, that's, I'm out. I, I loved them. See, I absolutely love the Harry Potter series. And she did a lot of good for kids that weren't good at or interested in reading. So, yeah, have you, have you been over to, to England, London, no. any of those areas? No. Please. So, I, I we spent... won the war for a reason, Johnny. <laughs> okay. But that's cool, man. Yeah, it's where history comes from. Yeah, you can worship a, a, a tiny baby and an 86-year-old woman if you want. But <laughs> Well, it's really... That was a joke. I know what you're saying, there, though. <laughs> it's really easy because if you go over, you can kind of see where she got the idea because... They don't have schools like we have schools. It's mm-hmm. different, you know. It is kind of that private school, which they're private. What we call private school, they call public school, but it's private. Does that make sense? It's like a boarding school. Kind of, yes. Yeah. So she really just took their whole life of, of Englanders, if you will, <laughs> and just put a wizard spin on it. Well, what she did was rip off J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh. Just flat out stole his ideas, reheated it did it in a cutesy way so that moms and dads and kids would read it together and that and made gazillion dollars. Yeah, she's she did quite well in the uh like would she would it be dollars or would it be pounds? Pounds I says, or yes. euros, I don't know. Uh, who What's, knows? What, where are we at on Brexit right now? <laughs> but right. here's a few things that she stole from oh. J.R.R. Oh, Tolkien. this is this ought to be good. Dumbledore is Gandalf. 
Well, yeah. That's obvious. Creature is Gollum. Creature. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You think you're talking though about Dolby as well? There's there's two house elves. Well, creature is more like the hairless cat kind of thing. Right. So creature came in book six. Okay, like uh, Do- so Dolby, Dolby, Dobby, Dobby, Dobby. I call him Dolby because of the sound. Aragog and Shalab. Do you hate spiders? Of course you do. Well, J.R. Tolkien and J.K. Rowling loved spider antagonists. Okay. Uh, The Dementors and the Ringwraiths. That's pretty obvious. Yeah, that's obvious. That was just completely stolen. Horcruxes and the Invisibility Cloak, the One Ring. Those are the same idea behind all of those things. That's a stretch. Why? <laughs> That's How? a stretch. The ring has powers that it is. It, if you destroy the ring, the so story's every, over. If you destroy the horcruxes, it's the story's over. Does every magical thing have a. Uh... He who must not be named and him that we do not name? Yes, those are the similar. That's the exact same. Yeah. Uh, worm tail and worm tongue. <laughs> She's not even trying here. Uh, Dumbledore and Dumbledore. Is there two Dumbledores? They use the same word. J.R.R. Tolkien wrote, used the word Dumbledore without the E on the end in the book The Adventures of Tom Bombadil. Okay. She just took it right from that and put an E on the end. 10% difference. And how about the Whomping Willow and Old Man Willow for the Old Gray Willow Man as Tom Bombadil? <laughs> there, she just stole all these things from J.R.R. Tolkien. No. And people just <laughs> lapped it up. And because he was dead for 75 years before the first book came out, no one did anything. And he's not going to sue her. He can't. He's so it's good. Ah, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but you know what? It's still beloved by children and well, who are now adults, but they grew up with that. It was like Harry Potter to these kids was like our Star Wars. Fine. But if you like Harry Potter, you cannot dislike Lord of the Rings. Star Wars was ripped off from every Western. Stop it. Come every, on. Every Western. Yes. You just in a complete genre? Yeah, I'm just blank statement These are, these that are whole exact thing. character names, uh, nomenclature, words. Han Solo is John straight. Wayne. Stop it. <laughs> Get out of here with that noise. But if you like Larry or Larry Potter, if you like Harry Potter, you have to like Lord of the Rings. I do. I like both of them. There you go. But I'll tell you and what. I hate both of them. When, uh, oh, well, you know, the, like the last, <laughs> what was it, a uh, few weekends ago, I binged watched the whole series of lord of the rings yeah but i remember when they came out in the theaters both of them were like in the theaters at the same time were they yes huh. it was around the same time so it's just like oh there's too many wizard stuff going on right now <laughs> but now that time has passed and, and uh you can step back and look at them at, at, for their own thing it's i i enjoy them now i actually prefer the harry potter series over lord of the rings okay because i think harry potter movies little- or books uh, movies. Okay. I think it's a little easier to follow. Okay. There's the Lord of the it's Rings. It's a dumbed down version of Tolkien. Lord, what, what are you calling me dumb? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, you know, think, think about it. I mean, Tolkien's uh, Lord of the Rings series, there's so many names, I can't even pronounce half of them. Right. And I can't even remember half of and them. And that's why I hate those books. Yeah, it's really hard. It's like, it okay. him showing off how smart he was. Who's this guy? Oh, right. I read about him 300 pages ago. Got to go back and review. Right, yeah. yeah. So, but but I think the Harry Potter series did a really good job of still taking that wizarding world, making it a complete phenomenon. Hey, does uh, Universal have a Lord of the Rings land? No. 
They have a Harry Potter land. Because cha-ching, cha-ching. Hello? One was made in the early 2000s, and one was made in the early 200s. <laughs> now, here's a question. This is an interesting thing to, to look back on. When Lord of the Rings first came out, I wonder if it had the same type of popularity as Harry Potter. Uh, I don't know. You know, if it, if it was like... Oh my gosh! You've got to see this thing. It's just unbelievable. Or watch, read this thing at that time. <laughs> read this, read it. So I wonder if yeah. it had that same, uh, same, same effect. I don't know. But there's my complaint about well, Harry Potter. You know, it's it's legit. I mean, it is very. I mean, how much can you pull from Wizarding Worlds? It's kind of all the same thing. Dragons, good guys, bad guys. At least you came up with Muggles. Well, and also another thing before we move on, you have to have read the books. To enjoy the movies. No, 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 I'm no, sitting no, there. No. I haven't read The Half-Blood Prince. I'm sitting okay. there watching The Half-Blood Prince in every five seconds turning to my brother, the expert, and saying, who's that? Why are they doing that? What's going on here? And he had to explain each and everything. I didn't know what was happening. Now, did you watch movie four, movie five? No. Or did you just jump from book three to six? We we started, it was a marathon on TV. Right. So you, but I mean, you read we books one, We flipped it over three. on, while well, six was halfway through even. Okay. It's no wonder you're confused. But a good movie, you can flip on halfway through and you can catch on and be entertained. Okay. So if, if all of a sudden you jump to uh, Empire Strikes Back, you hadn't seen Star Wars, you hadn't seen any of the prequels, would you know what was going on? No, but I'd be entertained. So you're There's saying, still action enough so to me, for Harry me to Potter not change the no channel. No entertainment at None. all. Wow! Until he when he explained to me, well, this is that, and that's why he's doing this, and that the the the, the and then it gets to the point where they're in that dungeon cave or whatever, and trying to fix the memory or whatever, and these like naked body zombies come out of the water and try to kill Harry Potter. Right. And I'm like, well, who are those? And he's like, I don't know. Those He's are, read the books. He doesn't know what those are. Well, he didn't pay attention. <laughs> those were just spells put by Voldemort. Oh, stop it. So silly. To guard his horcrux. <sighs> My favorite author as a child was Matt Christopher. <laughs> he wrote about baseball and basketball and football. I liked where the sidewalk ends. Shell Silverstein, <laughs> that hack. <laughs> All right, let's get to some movie news and rumors. Now, coming up in segment three, Johnny, we're going to talk about Memorial Day movies from years past. Okay. Indiana Jones was a major theme on Memorial Day. Absolutely. Almost every one of the Indiana Jones was released on or around Memorial Day. You're, it's amazing how many movies throughout history that we all know have been released on Memorial Day weekend. Well, the fifth Indiana Jones is in pre-production. There's, there's been some uh, problems yeah? that have come up from the pandemic. They've pushed the release date back an entire year okay. from July 21 to July 22. Okay. Uh, they are also having to rewrite a lot of the movie so that the shooting and making of the scenes can adhere to the CDC guidelines of social distancing. Wow. They have to rewrite it with less number of people involved in a scene and on and on and on, which is not just the people on camera. Oh. It's behind the scenes that right. also have to be there and work on it. Hey, I, that's no excuse. When they shot Empire Strikes <laughs> Back, you're, I'm your father, there was like three people. You saw how cool that shot was, scene was. I'm glad you brought up Empire Strikes Back. I always bring up Empire. Because that's our next piece of news. Okay. Did you know that George Lucas reshot the ending? Yes. While it was in theaters? Yes. So originally, you don't see... Leia and so so uh, Luke is getting his hand 
put back together. Right. This is the very end of the movie. Yes. He's and got the, the, the service droid, back. the rope, the, the doctor droid. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> Leia is there with him as is R2-D2 and C-3PO. And they're talking to Lando and Chewie over the headset. Who are in the Falcon. Who are in the Millennium Falcon, ready to go find Jabba the Hutt and track down Han Solo. Right. Well, you don't know in the original shooting of the film. It doesn't show them in those different places. It looks like they're all in the same place. Yes, it does. And so Lucas was in the theater watching this and goes, we got to reshoot this. (laughs) And so while the thing was in theaters... They reshot the ending and re-released it. And no one even knew. No one knew. It's crazy. You know, I got to be honest. This is just a side note. If Disney wanted to make several billions of dollars, they need to re-release the original Star Wars trilogy un-Lucas-fied. Un-Lucas-fied? Yep. What do you mean? Just remember how he came back and did all the special editions and he added all those scenes? Just release the original three, the way they came out in the theater, the original Empire, not the reshot ending. Huh. And put it on digital. So I, I think it'd be cool if they ran them simultaneously on split screens. Oh, so you could see the difference? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You, you don't notice the difference? You don't notice all that horrible CGI that comes in on the 1977 movie? Yeah. <laughs> I, do. I do notice that. Okay. Uh, all right. This is a bit of sad news. This is, you got to remind your kids that movies are just movies. Yes. There was uh, some Spider-Man fans who watched one of the Spider-Man movies recently. Ages, three boys in Bolivia, ages ranging from eight years old to 12 years old. They found a black widow spider Uh while reportedly herding goats in the province of Chayanta. When they discovered the spider, the boys poked it with sticks repeatedly until they were each bitten. Unfortunately, the group didn't start climbing walls and developing a spider sense as a result of this encounter. Instead, rather, they had to be rushed to a hospital where they had to have their lives saved. When asked about it, they said that they were trying to gain spidey powers. How old were these kids? Uh, Three boys between 8 and 12. Oh, that's really sad. Very sad. Yeah. Remind your kids. Movies are... Don't try this at home. Right. Movies are just movies. There are no such thing as real lightsabers. There is no such thing as spider powers. (laughs) That's right. Absolutely. Uh, all right. And then uh, Steve Carell. You a fan of Steve Carell? Certain things of his, yes. What are you not a fan of Steve Carell in? I'm not a huge fan of The Office, believe it or not. Why? I like it, but I just never got into it. Why? I don't know. I, I, I think it was probably my first experience to where they kept breaking the fourth wall. That is bizarre. And I just... Now I like it. You know, I, I watch it now. I, well, it's like, like a comedy 12 Central. years old now. Right. But, and, and, and uh, granted, I don't know the whole story, so I pick an episode up here and there, so I don't know quite where I am. But, uh, I, yeah, I just never got into it. But I love his comedies. I love his roles, like an Anchorman. I just love all of that stuff, you know, his silliness. Well, I don't know if you're going to like this movie or not. Uh-oh. But he's got a new movie coming out called Irresistible. And in it, he plays a uh, campaign manager in an election year who tries to rein in and massage into the right look in a PR way his candidate, who is a former military captain who just speaks off the cuff and just mm-hmm. flies it off the handle and says what he thinks. It's a comedy. Well, it was supposed to be released in theaters. Instead, Universal is sending it directly to your home for rent immediately. Of course. Which is just adding more fuel to that fire of movie theaters that are PO'd at Mm. Universal for just releasing these movies immediately. Universal's going to be banned soon. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Until the next big movie they have comes out. Right, like Hulk? 
No. Well, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe Hulk. I'm just leaving it at that. Uh, and then finally this. I saw uh, this new short from Pixar over the weekend on Disney Plus called Out. I saw this too. It was terrific. It was awesome, wasn't it? And, it, and I applaud Disney for doing this. It was so. Here, I've got two thoughts on that side of it. So the the story is about uh, a gay couple, and one of and they're moving, mm-hmm. and the one has not told his parents that he's gay. Correct. And all of a sudden, they knock on the door to help him move. And so he kicks his boyfriend out. His boyfriend says, you've got to tell him and leaves. Yep. Well, then through a, a series of Freaky Friday-ish events. Say <laughs> you're so right on that. The the man and his dog switch bodies. Jim. His dog's Jim, name is Jim. the yes. dog. Yes. And they try to... So he, in the dog's body, is now trying to make sure that the dog in his body does not act too crazy and that his mom does not find his secret out before he can tell her. Right, because he has a picture of him and his boyfriend. That he's trying to hide. That he keeps trying to hide. And the, and the dog, which is now the son, yes. is still acting like a dog and yes. running and chasing things <laughs> and just acting crazy. Well, it's the first uh, openly gay main character. Mm-hmm. And I think that, A, that's, it was really, really cool. Yes. It was really well. It's a, it's a Pixar. And it's got a fun little Toy Story Easter egg. In it as well. That's that's pretty fun. But I, caught that. Uh, I thought that was it was really cool for them to do this and stop tiptoeing around. Yes. But also, I want to. I, 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 there was a there was the part where the boyfriends they they kiss on screen. Yes, they do. And it's not you know it just was a first. Yeah, it's to huge. see in a Pixar th- film. Yeah. Uh, two members of the same sex in a romantic engagement like that. So it was really cool that this was made. Mm-hmm. But I also want to get to the point where it's not, where I don't raise my eyebrow and go, oh, that's new. That's different. I want to get to the point where that's just the world. So I think that might happen a little bit when Disney does a full-length feature. Maybe about a gay couple. Which that... Yeah, well, uh, you well, know, there's there's been hints, and I I hate to keep bringing up Star Wars constantly, but in the Rise of Skywalker, which is obviously Disney as well, there was a kiss between two women at the very end. Yeah, it was on se- it was on screen fast, and then went away. Yeah, and now now they come out with this, so they're going this way, and I I really like this. I think this is great. I like the world opening up a little bit more, and it's becoming a lot more acceptable, and I think it's great. But I'm with you. I want to see it more. Not oh we we did it in a nine minute short, right? Exactly, and you know? that that will be the first step towards it becoming no longer new, no longer oh did you see that? It'll yeah. just happen in it's just normal. Like It'll no- be normal, just like yeah exactly. And whether whether where you stand religiously or whatever on same sex marriage and same sex attraction, what we can all agree on is suicide is bad. And we all yes. have a responsibility to keep each other uh, feeling loved enough that we don't get to that dark place. I agree 100%. And the, the suicidal numbers in homosexual uh, people are, are astronomical. Yes. It's nowhere worse than right here in our community. Uh, you are absolutely right. And so whether or not you agree morally or whatever, religiously, with this concept, you should still be on board with them doing more of these because it will help people who feel, as it says in the movie, who, who, who feel different or feel like they're a special project or feel ostracized to feel accepted sure and and it and what they really tackled in this short is i think exactly what a lot of people go through they're scared yeah they're scared to be who they are they're scared to tell people because they feel that those people may not accept them 
yep, exactly. may not like them anymore. Yeah. Which obviously causes the depression, causes the dark places to go yep. to. So I, I 100% applaud Disney for doing this. All right. So we went a little heavy there at the end, but I thought it was important to well, talk about. And if you haven't seen Out, it's on Disney Plus right now. It's worth checking out. Yep. It's, it's fun. It's worth checking out. So I've got two quick pieces of news. Okay. Um, do you want to go to the world of DC or do you want to go to the world of Marvel? Never DC, sometimes Marvel. Okay, Marvel. <laughs> Spider-Man. Okay. Huge success, right? Yeah. Probably one of, I would say, Marvel's greatest characters. Well, it started the whole Marvel movie phenomenon. Correct. Yeah. And and they keep trying to do it and do it and do it. I think yeah. uh, there's been the Tobey Maguire's, there's been the Andrew Garfield's. And now there's the Tom Holland. Tom Holland's, right? Well, they've obviously found a little bit more success with the Tom Hollands, I think. Uh, obviously because he's been put into the Avengers, which makes anybody a star, right. any character a star. But now Sony, who owns the rights to Spider-Man, well, they did. It's, it's complicated. Let's just leave yeah. it at that. Sony is reportedly planning a Spider-Woman movie. Okay. Yes. They are getting ready and are starting to write. And it uh, looks like it might be October of 2021 that they might have a solo film for Spider-Woman. Interesting. Um, immediately, I'm not interested. Really? Because I'm over Spider-Man. So why would I then be interested in Spider-Woman? It can't be that different of a story. No, it's very similar. Yeah. It's very similar, but it's that whole Spidey universe. Yeah, and, and they're, I'm they're over ex- it. They're extending on that. Yeah. But so, it will make a lot of money. It's going to no make doubt. a ton of money. Yeah. And then if we do jump over to the world of DC quickly... New Batman movie coming. Batman? Batman. Uh-huh. With uh, Robert Patterson, the Twilight uh, Batman. Uh-huh. So, it looks like that story is going to have a Joker in it. Of course. Right? Because Why it's not, not? It's not been done enough. We don't have enough Jokers. <laughs> but reportedly from uh, Heroic Hollywood, Johnny Depp is casted to play okay. the Joker. All right. And I, I don't know if you know, but they have recently put out a picture of Johnny Depp and Joker makeup. Is this an official picture or an artist-believed rendering? I'm I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Um, from what I have seen, I don't know. Let's just leave it at that. I'm thinking it might be a rendering. Uh, it says here it's fan art. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, um, but it looks really interesting. It almost has, almost, almost has a Heath Ledger look, an older Heath Ledger without the long hair. See, I I thought when I first saw this, I thought it was Ray Liotta. Yeah, it kind of does look like Ray Liotta. Yeah, it def- it definitely does. But he's got the scars off the corners of his mouth. Yep, which which I think would be really interesting if they somehow tied into Heath Ledger's. Maybe this is an older version of him. Yeah. But uh, what do you think? What do you think of Johnny Depp being the Joker? Uh, he's psycho enough in real life to make this work. I think you're right. Uh, just like Joaquin Phoenix, and just like uh, Heath Ledger. Yeah. You, but you got it's, you need someone who's willing to who's already eccentric in real life mm-hmm. and who's willing to go to the edge to bring that character to life on screen. I'm just tired of it. Well, that it's been DC's really on, only success other than because it's, it's their only good character. Right, it's their only Batman is DC. Yes, he is 100 percent more than Superman. Yes, even though Superman, and the Christopher Reeves, of course, were, were okay, but it was <laughs> it was really. We've talked about this many times. The Michael Keatons all the way to the Christian Bales. That you was skipped just over Val Kilmer. Uh, for a reason. <laughs> and George Clooney. For another reason. <laughs> and Ben Affleck. 
Definitely for another reason there too, but well, I think I think Johnny Depp could could possibly save this Batman because Robert Patterson as Batman is getting a lot of blowback. Yeah, and, uh, no just one, too bad. He's a good actor, but he you got you get pigeonholed. Yeah, when it, you do a movie like Twilight, it's the Sparkle Batman. Yeah. All right, interesting. Uh, there you go. Some Marvel and DC news. Coming up next, your time to shine. It's poll question time. 855. Nope, we're not going to have phone calls. What am I? This is not Utah Car Sense. What are you doing? This is the Movie Zone. Hi there. We're on Twitter. Welcome. He's Johnny Lightfoot, and I'm Austin Horton. You find us on Twitter. We're talking about movies that you liked when they first came out, but you no longer like them, and why. We'll talk about that next right here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Segment two of the Movie Zone. Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot here with you. Soundtrack of the week, Indiana Jones. Why? Because coming up in segment three, Johnny, you've got a list of movies that were released on or around Memorial Day Mm -hmm. in From the Archives, and every Indiana Jones movie has been released around Memorial Day. They have been and probably will continue to be. Time now, though, for the poll question of the week. Get on Twitter at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot. Play along with us. Looking for movies that you once thought was really cool, but no longer like it. Interesting. I like this. Aaron came in with, I can think of movies I didn't like the first time and then changed my mind, but not the other way around. For some reason, I originally didn't like Forrest Gump or Step Brothers, but now I love both of them. Okay. I like that. That happens all the time to me. Yeah. I'll watch a movie and go, that was dumb, and then I'll watch it again and go, actually, I kind of like it. I was that way with The Fifth Element. I saw it in the theater and thought, what is this? And then got it and loved it. Utah jazz TV producer Brianna Barker says, uh, Inception, I've got nightmares about the empty (laughs) beach and cities folding over on themselves. That was a cool movie. Paul agrees, Inception and Limitless are his answers. Okay. Nora says, Billy Madison used to think it was cool, no longer does. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Wonder why she soured on it. Guthrie with Howard the Duck. <laughs> now, here's one that'll make you upset. Robert used to really like Star Wars. Nope, nope, no don't even continue. No longer like ah, Star Wars. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> Austin Frankham says Johnny English, and that's a good answer. I loved that movie when it first came out. Yeah. But I was also like 15. Yeah, I, gotta, I was a little older, but I have to go with you on this one. Post Stockton says, Contagion started disliking it around early mid to early to mid March. <laughs> Obvious reasons there. Yeah. Ute Fan for Life says, liked the rise of Skywalker, but mm. no longer mm. likes the rise of Skywalker. Come on, man. He's listening to too many of the vocal minority. Mm. Uh, and then Roger Crook liked Frozen, now no longer likes Frozen. I wonder why that would be. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's kind of played over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over and over and over. Let it go. You can't. Your kids <laughs> won't let you let it no, go. No, that's like that's every kid's favorite <laughs> movie, man. All right, so a little bit of a shorter poll question uh, segment this week, but it's always fun to get you guys uh, to participate with us. Catch us next week. Uh, we'll have another poll question for you to play along with. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. Find us on Twitter. But we got to get out of here because we've got a long segment next. Yes, we do. Johnny's dived deep into the archives to find us three movies 
little bit, a little little known facts about three Memorial Day releases of years past. That's right. I've got some humdingers coming for you. <laughs> Zingers and humdingers next on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Segment three, final segment this week here on the Movie Zone. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. And as always, or not as always, but as we told you last segment, soundtrack of the week brought to you by John Williams and Indiana Jones because nothing says Memorial Day movie Boy. than Indiana Jones because all of them were released on or around Memorial Day. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. And think that about, is the truth. And, and I'm just, I'm going to, I'm kind of uh, jumping out here a little bit ahead of stuff, but think about how many movies Lucas has had on Memorial Day. He likes to release those movies around holidays. He's a smart man. I wonder if it's him. Christmas who and Memorial Day. Maybe he's the one who started the Memorial Day movie. Well, you were just telling me that the original Star Wars. That's right. 77 <laughs> released Memorial Day of 77. May 25th of 77 is actual real Star Wars Day. May the 4th is like. The fun one. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. And uh, uh, what's the Sith instead of the fifth? Something the Sith. Whatever. Revenge of the fifth. Yes, Revenge of the fifth. But uh, I, I agree with that one. <laughs> but the real Star Wars Day, May 25th, Memorial Day. Well, that's what we're going to do in From the Archives this week. We're going to talk about a handful of movies that uh, released on or around Memorial Day that you'll be familiar with. Johnny, you've got some factoids and some news. I do, and I'm going to do these three. I have three movies from the archives that were Memorial okay. Day releases, and I'm going to do them in order they were released. Cool. So we're going to jump in the time machine, and we're going back to 1989. Okay, 88 miles an hour. 2.1 gigawatts. <laughs> we are going back to Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. The best of the Indiana Jones. I know. This one's one of your favorites. I really enjoy uh, Temple of Doom. You're weird. I'm weird. It's the I second know. worst one. <laughs> You're right. Well, it's definitely not the worst one. So, um, obviously, Harrison Ford, Sean Connery, and a very young River Phoenix, all playing the same named character. Uh, Henry. Yes, but they're not the same character. No, but they're all the same name. Aha, uh-huh, yeah. They all have the same name. I named the dog Indiana. <laughs> Remember? Uh, that part with uh, River Phoenix is filmed in Utah. That's right, and that's part of my notes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. That's all right. So, um, obviously directed by Steven Spielberg and written by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. This movie in 1989... Now, you got to kind of think about what money was like back then. It's not like we know money now, right? Well, let's get the old inflation calculator ready. Okay. 1989, Indiana Jones had a budget of $48 million. Gross USA was $197 million. Worldwide gross was $474 million. $474 million? Million. One million. Uh, that would be $980 million today. Right. That's huge for, uh, still doesn't break the one billion mark, but wow. still huge. Crazy. So a little fact about this. Um, this one is actually, Steven Spielberg agrees with you on this. Steven Spielberg's favorite of all the Indiana Jones franchise is The Last Crusade. Smart man. I he know, knows right? his movies. <laughs> but he dig this. I don't think it was going to be as successful if Lucas hadn't helped him out on this. One. Why is that? So Spielberg originally wanted this film to take place in a haunted mansion. 
That's dumb. Because Spielberg had just, you know, kind of finished the whole poltergeist thing. That's, I'm so glad Lucas got involved there. So then Lucas talked to him and pressed him a little bit about the Holy Grail. Uh-huh. And uh, Spielberg liked the idea but said, we have to have a father-son. Uh. And so that's what came together, as we know, as The Last Crusade. And I think it was a smart move. A haunted mansion? That's dumb. It would have been the Crystal Skulls, but in 89. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. But check this out. So you know the uniforms that the uh, the bad guys wore? Right. They were, I, I hate to say it, but they were the Nazis, right? Why do you hate to say that's what they are? Because it's just a horrible thing. But that's what they are. They're you're the right. bad guys. You're, you're right. They are. So those were not replicas. Really? Those uniforms were actual Nazi World War II uniforms that wow. were used in the movie. They had found a bunch of them in uh, in Germany, and a costume company had uh, you know that supplies movies had just held on to them. And when they did this movie, they finally said, "Here you go. Ugh. These are real, authentic Ugh. Nazi uniform." Right? Does I don't that make know it a little how creepy? I would feel about putting that on. That yeah. would have been weird, right? Yeah. So here's a funny thing. You remember the Zeppelin scene with Sean Connery and Harrison? Sure. Right. Big part of the movie. So that was actually not filmed in a Zeppelin. Shocker! Wow, breaking my heart. It was filmed in a studio, a very hot studio, and Sean Connery and Harrison Ford did not wear pants (laughs) during the filming of this because they were afraid they would sweat too much because of how hot it was that the sweat would be dripping down their face. Well, you never see above their waist. That's why. Brilliant. (laughs) They had no pants on. Think about that. That would be so funny. Hey, Sean. Let's do this whole thing without uh, see, a pants man, on. I, 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 my, my motto in life is, if you don't have to wear pants, don't. So. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're 100% right. Of course, this part of this movie was also filmed in Utah, and Utah was mentioned in the film at the very beginning with River Phoenix, yeah. where he's running around as like a Boy Scout, if yes. you will, right? Yep. And, that's uh, where he gets his hat from. That's where he gets his hat. And also, did you notice that River Phoenix fell on a rock and cut his chin? Yeah. So do you know why they did that? Because Harrison Ford has a scar. Harrison Ford has a scar there from a car accident. And they wanted to explain why he had that scar. Put that into the writing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So there you go. Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, Memorial Day, 1989. Great movie. What came out next? So we're going to jump ahead about 11 years, and I am going to jump to Gladiator. Okay. Russell Crowe. The last good movie Russell Crowe was in. I would kind of agree with that. <laughs> Walking Phoenix. Richard Harris, speaking of Dumbledore. Yeah. Dumbledore 1 and 2. Then he changed faces. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Flanagan. Okay. Who, uh, for those who don't know Tommy Flanagan, he was made super famous by Sons of Anarchy. Yep. And then, of course, Connie Nilsson. Budget of $103 million. Worldwide ended up doing $460 million. So, 1989's Indiana Jones outdid Gladiator well, in 2000. Yeah, in 2000. But if we did the... Inflation? So if, 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 if Last Crusade made $980 million in today's dollars, what did uh, they make? 460 460 in today's dollars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Outdid it by about $300 million. Yep. Wow. I know. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, directed by one of my favorite directors, Ridley Scott. Yeah. Who, uh, obviously, you know for the Aliens franchise. The Blade Runner, right? Blade Runner, yes. Um, now, the score of this is really interesting. Which the score was done by Hans Zimmer, and of course, being a musician, 
the score to movies is very important to me. This score is the best-selling movie soundtrack of all time. Real? Uh, yeah. Still? Still. 20 years on, huh? Is that Crazy. unbelievable? That's really now, great. It's funny. Uh, the music doesn't necessarily match the movie. Because it's kind of sultry and almost has a Middle Eastern flair to some of the music, even though this took place in Italy. Okay. If you listen to some of the themes, you'll 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 see what I'm saying. But the original role of Maximus, who was played by Russell Crowe, was offered to Mel Gibson. Ah. And Mel Gibson said no. Well, he'd already kind of done it with Braveheart, another Memorial Day release. That's right. Yeah. He felt that uh, at that time he was 43 years old and he was a little too old to be playing Maximus. God, I'd like to be in the position where I turn down millions of dollars because I don't think that I match the role. Right. The guy wanting to pay you millions is like, yeah, you do. And you're like, nah, I'll find something else. Well, talk, talk about roles that other actors turned down that made another actor iconic. Yeah, I mean, you got to admit, Gladiator kind of shot Russell Crowe, you know. Without this, Russell Crowe is nobody. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Because it definitely wasn't that... Uh, wonder what it did for Joaquin Phoenix. You know, that was actually my first exposure to Walking Phoenix. Me too. And yeah. uh, I hated him. He, did, he was great. Oh, he played it so well. He's yep. he's such a great actor, just all in all. But he played it so well that I hated him yep. as Commodus. And speaking of names you can never pronounce, man, <laughs> this whole movie is full of them. Yeah, unless you know Italian or, or uh, Greek. I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so during the gladiator scenes, uh, Russell Crowe was quite beat up. He uh, lost feelings in his right forefinger for two years because of a sword, a sword fight. It severed his finger? No, he just lost feeling in it. So I don't know if it was hit, what happened, smashed, something, but he lost feeling. But that's not all. He had, he, uh, let's see, how do I say this? He got a broken foot bone, a cracked hip bone, and popped several bicep tendons out of their sockets all during the filming of this movie. So that tells me that he did most of his stunts. I like guys that, and, go, and gals that do their own stunts, but nah, I also have an appreciation for the stunt people. But however, you know that iconic scene where you see uh, Maximus walking through the wheat and he's got his hand touching and he's him? quote unquote dying? Yes. Yeah. It's at the very beginning of the movie and at the very end, yeah. right? That wasn't Russell Crowe. That was his stunt double. Why? If you, and if you watch it, at the, I don't know. It says right here that he just to, did, he did all his own stunts. Why does he have a stunt double? Well, he's allergic to wheat. Maybe. <laughs> but if you look, if you look at the final scene of the movie when he is, and he's going to meet his family, you could look at the back of him. You can tell it's not Russell Crowe. It looks a lot like him, yeah. but it's not Russell Crowe. I'll have to check that out. And one other fact about this, the Coliseum, the Coliseum scenes, massive work on the Coliseum. It was a mixture of real life actors, digital actors. And, are you ready for this, 400 cardboard cutouts. <laughs> so if you look closely, you can see a bunch of people cheering, and then a bunch of people not cheering, but their arms Just are up in the air, not still. moving. Yes. Which we might see a lot of that coming up in sports broadcasts these days. That's right. That's what they're talking about. All right. We just have a couple minutes. What uh, What's your final uh, third installment here? Third installment, Pirates at World's End in 2007. Okay. This was the third movie out of the five. We talked about this a lot last week. Yes. Spanning from 2003 to 2017 and beyond. All because right. Because they're talking about new ones, right? Obviously, Johnny Depp, Jeffrey Rush, Orlando Bloom, uh, Kira Knightley, and Chow Yun-Fat. And not to forget Keith Richards. Oh, yep, 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 yep. The Pirate King. Yes. So, in 2007, this movie was the most expensive movie ever made. 
a budget of 300 million. My word. Okay? This budget was bigger than all three Lord of the Rings combined. Wow. I know. Imagine that. Wow. However, however, this says so much about the movie. It was the last movie of the highest grossing films to earn less than $1 billion. <laughs> So it didn't hit the $1 billion mark. It still made a lot of money. Still made a lot of money. However, every highest grossing film since then, so from 2008 on, has crossed that $1 billion mark. I got gotcha. you. Isn't that funny? Lion King almost didn't make it, but they did. They, yeah. they got there. Yes. Now, again, talk about stuff filmed in Utah. The Davy Jones locker scenes where they had to go and get uh, Jack out of Davy Jones was filmed in the Salt Flats. Okay. Out there. Yeah. And uh, let's see. At the time, this movie was also the longest film Disney had ever made at two hours and 49 minutes. That's way too long for this movie. That stood all the way until, do you know what movie changed that? Star Wars? Nope. 2019 Avengers Endgame. Oh, okay. Three hours, one minute. <laughs> All right. There you go. From the archives, Memorial yeah. Day releases. Good job, man. That was fun. It's always fun to look back on these things. You know, Memorial Day is the time, man, to release movies, and I thoroughly enjoy going to the theaters when I used to be able to, and will again on Memorial Day because it's such great movies. Uh, we got to go. We're Bye. out of time. Bye. We'll see you next week. Bye. He's Johnny Lightfoot. <laughs> I'm Austin Horton. That's it for the Movie Zone. See you next week right here on the Zone Sports Network.